0: Saving it up, Friday night, with the Sultans, With the Sultans of Slam, and welcome to the jam, come on and slam, welcome to the Sultans of Slam, for a rainy Sunday evening, 6pm August 30th, 2020, payback. The kickoff show or something is starting as we speak, if you're into that kind of thing. Otherwise, I did what you're supposed to do on a rainy afternoon and took a nap uh, that my wife has not pulled out of yet, uh, so I'm keeping it real in the basement here, talking about pro wrestling, and by pro wrestling I mean AW Dynamite from Thursday, August 27th, a special night as uh, things move around for sports. Sports that didn't end up happening this week as uh, multiple leagues across multiple games boycotted, uh, over Black, Life, Black Lives Matter and the, uh, the happenings, uh, across the United States now, civil unrest, and, uh, we think of them as we, uh, welcome fans in attendance to this, uh, the show at Daily's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. Yeah, here we go. Your host, Lee, I am here, looking forward to, uh, watching the new OSW review, you've heard me and Reed gush about them before, uh, I believe this is episode 94 for them, Uh, And they're back in the 80s talking about the bread and butter of pro wrestling. So check that out on YouTube. Stop listening to this now. Go out and listen to those boys instead. Uh, But we're going to talk about this Dynamite, and I thought this was an excellent show, top to bottom. Personally, coming off of a uh, very high high last week with, uh, of course, not a week ago, uh, Brody Lee dominated Cody. Won the TNT belt in the process. We are live. JR screams, it's the road to all out. The pay-per-view, which will take place on September 5th, 2020. Starting things off with the tag team gauntlet match, Natural Nightmares number 4 ranked team versus the Young Bucks at number 3. The winner of that will immediately face the Best Friends, who are number 2. And then whoever wins that will face FTR at number 1. Tony frantically breaks this down as Chris Jericho's music hits. He gets a full-on entrance to be on commentary after the men competing in the match are already in the ring, which is great for Chris Jericho. Fans in attendance, they sing along with Judas, as do the heels at ringside, uh, and let's talk about the fans. They they seemed distanced, they seemed uh, to be in little pods uh, of of tickets, maybe four tickets at most were what were purchased. Uh, I know there was a statement released by Tony Khan that scalpers were buying these tickets and reselling them, breaking up the pods, uh, you know, selling them to people who didn't have to sign the same contract, saying they would uh, social distance and wear masks, when outside of their seats... Uh, even though a lot of uh, fans seem to wear fa- uh, wear masks in their seats. Uh, but the the sound from them, the enthusiasm, the few times it did cut to them in this show was uh, was fantastic. It was nice to have them. Hopefully everyone was safe. Uh, yeah, going forward, because this is a thing now, it's like 10% capacity in Daily's Place, which is, you know, can be over a thousand fans uh, spread out. And, uh, and why not? This, this, this building is huge. Of course, you have to worry about people uh, getting close together in the concessions and the washrooms and stuff like that. Something to consider. So, anyhow, uh, I know Vince McMahon really wanted fans back in the seats by SummerSlam. That did not happen. Yet the same week of SummerSlam, his competition welcomed fans back. Jericho with a huge smile on his face uh, as the music cuts out and the crowd keeps singing. The commentary desk is complete, J.R., Jericho, and Tony Schiavone. Taz has the night off, Excalibur is missing. Uh, Young Bucks vs. Natural Nightmares, here we go. First ever gauntlet match on Dynamite, uh, I believe I picked up here. Uh, they talk more about the, the audience, as I mentioned, 10% capacity, social distance, pods, masks, Jericho explains on the subject. Uh, apparently scalpers, uh, like I said, were attempting to sell those individual tickets. Those people will be banned if caught doing this. Uh, Tony Khan, uh, released that statement on Instagram, you can go read it. Dustin asks Matt to show, uh, to slow things down here, basically, he's blown up in the ring. Uh, QT tagged in, dual backdrop, near fall on Matt. Jericho happy with how things turned out for Cody, calling him a pompous SOB. Overall winner of the gauntlet match will face the champions, Hangman and Omega at All Out. Nick gets a tag, and the Young Bucks clear the ring. The Bunny, Allie, runs to her supposed man QT's side, uh, complete... An utter smoke show. Matt tagged in. Dustin with a low kick and Canadian Destroyer. Tags made to QT and Nick. QT with a hot dog and big flipping nothing. Young Bucks with dual thrust kicks to both QT and Dustin on the apron. QT escapes a finisher for a roll-up pin attempt on Matt. No more messing around. The Bucks kick the leg out of QT's legs and feed him dual knee strikes to the face. One, two, three. The Bucks win. Best friends arrive, Chuck Taylor growing some facial hair. Both guys here looking good. Chuck and Trent tag in and out, taking advantage of their battle-weary opponents. Chuck leaps over Nick during a corner spot and, quote-unquote, hurts his knee. Nick flips onto uh, Chuck, onto Trent outside. Trent retaliates with a spear. JR reminds us Santana Ortiz have yet to answer for destroying Trent's mom's van. Chuck still selling the knee. Tony uh, plugs being the elite. Jericho swears he will never be on it. He hates these guys being creative and making jokes. Chuck continues to beat... Jericho's fantastic on commentary and is a welcome addition. I, like, I wouldn't do him permanently as a member of the commentary team. Uh, I, well, although you could. Uh, but he is phenomenal. Uh, he he knows exactly what to say. He, he crushes the faces, he makes fun of them for being idiots, but puts them over at the very end in a way that you're like, man, Jericho... Jericho's giving the rub to these people even though he's healing on them uh, for the majority of the time. It's absolutely fantastic and it's not the only time I bring up Jericho during this uh, recap. Chuck continues to uh, beat Nick down. Occasional pin attempt. Trent tagged in. Cuts off the ring so Nick cannot tag out. Super kick and German suplex to Trent on the apron from a desperate Nick. A tag is made to Matt. Fires up on both best friends. Matt gets Trent inverted for the assisted piledriver and uh, calls to his brother. Who cannot get in position. Now, this happens twice in this match. Matt has Trent inverted for a pile driver, and because Nick cannot climb to the top rope in time, uh Trent escapes. I think it's Trent in both cases, too. Uh you already have him inverted for the pile driver. If you see your brother cannot get into position, just deliver the pile driver. But I digress. Uh, He calls his brother who cannot get into position. Uh, Trent chops himself free, is dazed, and eats a series of Northern Lights suplexes. Trent counters uh, in the corner with a huge DDT. Chuck tagged in, shuts down Nick's kick rampage with a weak powerbomb, forced to tag out due to his sore knee. Chuck is. The best friends toss Nick and hug it out. Matt works Chuck's knee outside the ring. Trent decks him. Lights the legal, a buck, Nick up with a huge chop, Trent ejected from the ring. He's suspended between Matt and the ring, and Nick comes crashing down from the top rope with a stomp or a a splash of some kind here. Trent kicks out of a 450, Chuck nowhere to be seen. Matt once again inverts Trent for an assisted piledriver. Hangman Adam Page appears and holds Nick back by the leg so that he cannot scramble to the top rope for the assisted piledriver. Trent escapes and rolls up Matt, and the best friends win. Once again, Matt, if you are holding your opponent, in this case Trent, who is a big boy, uh, but you've done the hard part here. You you've inverted him. You have him between your knees. You are ready to piledrive him. You look to the corner of the ring. Your brother is not there. Feel free at that point to just drop him with a piledriver. Uh, you don't. It doesn't need to be an assisted piledriver. You can just. If there's no one to pass to take the shot yourself so to speak the best friends win hangman refuses to look the bucks in the eye and leaves uh yeah a troubled hangman here he looks uh he looks like he's having a having a bad time uh, so he holds nick back and they are unable to win the bucks are absolutely furious hangman has cost them a shot at the championship belts FTR is out next, totally entering with them. All men have slick as hell matching jackets. Dax appears to be complaining about the lack of a tag rope or something here. We had to picture-in-picture picture and uh, finish out their entrance. Best friends uh, fighting on instinct. Dax takes out Chuck's injured knee. Cash stomps it from the top rope. Frequent tags. Trent two battle damage to even occupy his corner. All out. Moxley and MJF contract signing later tonight. But before the commentators can even get that plug out, Dax torques Chuck's knee and forces him to tap, and that's it. FTR versus Hangman and Omega at All Out. Dax does a four-horseman pose on the top rope and lowers one finger into what the internet would uh, affectionately call the Shocker. Uh, Jericho compo- compares Tully to Scotty Bowman, the hockey player and coach. Casino Battle Royale winner gets world title shot down the road. This will happen at All Out. Darby Allen apparently jumped off a bridge with Tax still lodging his back. When we return from break, I did not see this. My version of the show cut this out for one reason or another. Darby, uh, in the uh, Darby will be in the battle royale. Uh, so is Lance Archer, who enters here with Jake the Snake to murder a jobber. Uh, Lance decks a face at ringside before sliding into the ring. Sean Maluda uh, is is the opponent here. Ring announcer interrupted by the bell ringing as Lance tears off his shirt and goes to work on Sean. Jake watches and laughs as Lance no sell shots from Maluda. Lance doesn't even flinch uh, when he's fed chest shots. It's not a matter of of pro-wrestling, like, kayfabe, you can't hurt me. L- like, Lance is getting slapped in the chest and isn't, it, like, there's something there's something beyond that here. Uh, Lance Archer's a scary, scary guy. Lots of corner cam use in this match adds to the intensity, I guess. High, uh, I say sky-high chokeslam here. One, two, Lance grabs the hair and pulls his opponent back up. Instead of finishing the pin, delivers a blackout, slams his head repeatedly into the mat before pinning him by the face. Lance Archer is a fucking monster. He mean mugs, uh, and the faces at ringside, and the camera as we head to a break. Jake on the microphone, 21 men enter, 20 men think they have a chance. It's uh, damn sure better be you, Lance. One blemish on our record, time for us to leave our mark and erase it. Uh, feeding Lance, like feeding a wood chipper, he chews him up, he spits him out. I love seeing this man abuse people. Taz appears with Brian Cage and Ricky Starks and interrupts Jake. Jake calls them the Flintstones. Y- yep. Uh, Taz on the mic. A member of uh, Team Taz is winning the Battle Royale. Taz tries to calm things down. Jake says, uh, to buy your boys chicken suits because they're going to get plucked. Plucked, plucked, plucked. Plucked in the ass. Uh, Darby Allen appears uh, on his skateboard and double foot drop kicks Ricky right out of his shoes. They brawl to the back. Jake and Taz hold Lance and Brian Cage back. Short. Sure. Uh, I like. There was a time when all these big men, uh, were were coming into AEW, and it was in a, rapidly over a couple months, where you had Lance Archer, you had Brody Lee, uh, et cetera, Brian Cage, uh, etc., uh, coming in all at once. You're like, how are they all gonna be booked like a monster? And no, uh, Brody Lee definitely has his own lane now. Lance Archer is the unpredictable, like, like tornado the pun, but Tasmanian Devil, uh, Tornado of Destruction, Chaos, Punching, Throwing Jobbers into Garbage Cans, and then Brian Cage is your beefed up, uh, Roydy, like, Champion Wannabe guy. They, they, uh, they all, they all picked a lane here. It's gonna be, a, it's gonna be okay. We cut to the back, MJF clad in Burberry, uh, a neck brace and a walker slowly makes his way down the hall. He's flanked by a dozen or so aides. Uh, video package time: Thunder Rosa versus Hikaru Shida at All Out. Tony puts Rosa over. Uh, it sounds like the match will be for the AEW Women's Champion, but Rosa isn't returning the favor by putting her NWA Women's Belt on the line, so Shida has everything to lose and nothing to gain. Thunder Rosa apparently a big, uh, big deal. Looking forward to that match. We'll see. Uh, we'll see what they they figure out. Contract signing time. Oh boy. MJF Wardlow. Lawyer Mark Sterling and the whole crew is out. Champion John Moxley's music hits. Jericho calls fans holding signs in the crowd, idiots. Fans pop huge for Moxley. Only 10%, but this fucker is over. Pro Wrestling Insider has Moxley on their cover. A huge accomplishment, says Jericho. Always uh, putting everybody over after putting them down in such a way. A certain je ne sais quoi. It's just perfect. Mark Sterling reminds us why we're here, banning the Paradigm Shift DDT at All Out. Moxley seems to hesitate, looks closer at the contract. Tony says it was uh, faxed to him earlier today. MJF cuts a promo at the other end of a long table, asks him to maintain social distancing uh, like his hairline. You'll get there one day, says Moxley. You just have to hit puberty first. MJF says he speaks eloquently for someone from middle America, calls him sharp as a marble. Doesn't understand the hype, calls Mox a one-trick crazy pony. He admits he was wrong. John is good, real good. Recalls Mike Tyson watching AW backstage and pointing to Moxley as a guy he wouldn't want to be in a dark alley with. On September 5th, we're not in an alley. We're in a pro wrestling ring, interrupts his promo to ask the crowd to shut up. I will pinpoint your weaknesses and use every part of this ring to my advantage with the steady hands of a brain surgeon. Uh, Moxley will panic. He's not a wrestler. He's a glorified goon. Says he'll try to pull MGF outside the ring to the tables, the chairs, the barricades. MGF says Moxley idolized Sandman, New Jack, etc. Hot garbage, he calls them. MGF has learned from wrestlers, drop some names. At the end of All Out, I'm wearing pretty platinum. I hold the most important title in pro sports. I become your AEW world champion. We deserve better. I can't wrap my mind around you needing the paradigm shift to beat me. Unless you aren't a man. If that's the case, tell your hot little wife of yours. I'm single. Mark Sterling and Moxley jump up. Mark threatens to sue if he comes across the table. Moxley uh, tells the dickwad to sit down. His words. Uh, Should I sign this? Do I need the paradigm shift to beat you? no would i like to drop you 20 times on your head yes moxley says mjf is forcing him to think of alternatives to break him and choke the life from him moxley signs the contract remember two things nothing you say matters and nothing i sign matters on september 5th you're a dead man mark sterling jumps on the microphone calls moxley an absolute idiot for signing this contract moxley thanks him uh for being cool with what he added on page 17 the man frantically Start reading the contract. You should never sign something before you read it. Next week, tune-up match. Moxley added a uh, match next week against Mark Sterling, the lawyer. If Mark doesn't show, MJF does not get his title shot. Also, the paradigm shift is legal. You're going for a ride. Bring a helmet, my friend. MJF is beside himself and Moxley. Pimps away in all caps here. I just have written fucking incredible. Uh, Both men here. Stellar job. Uh, this, This is great. This is, I I mean, I'm used to contract signings on WWE, which happen three times in a month. And it's just a, who's going to flip the table and and start a brawl. That was not this. MJF is put on a fucking clinic on the microphone here. Uh, man, looking forward to this match. It could go either way. Uh, personally, MJF can take the loss. Uh, or uh, there, there's some shenanigans with with... You know, Moxley using the paradigm shift. I'm hoping what happens is is after a grueling match, Moxley does pin MJF, maybe with MJF's move. uh, And then after the bell is rung and Moxley has won, he gives MJF the paradigm shift anyway. Uh, Jeez, for good measure. This was great. Everybody involved in this is fantastic. Uh, not, Not sure exactly what we have in store for next week's Dynamite in terms of Moxley just destroying this lawyer. Uh, But this lawyer is kind of a shithead, so you know, I'm down seeing him get beat up. I guess that's good heat, that's what they call that, right? I want to see a guy get fake beat up because he's annoying. That's good heat. Santana Ortiz video package, destroying Best Friend's van. The best thing uh, you can think of is us apologizing, they asked the Best Friends. Ortiz apologizes Trent's mom wasn't in the van when they wrecked it. The Lucha Bros music is playing as we return 8-man tag. This looks like The Butcher and Blade and the Lucha Bros with Eddie Kingston versus Griff Garrison, Brian Pillman Jr., or Brian Pillman Doctor, as I have written here, Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss. Eddie Kingston cuts a promo in Picture in Picture as the boys enter. Uh, says it's not a stable. These are my people from back in the day. We're about championships. Uh, He will lead them and himself to championships. Commentary team puts over the lesser seen talents in the ring. We head to picture in picture. Back from break the AW dark results flash on the screen. Eddie Kingston's crew seems to have the advantage. Penta hits a package. Uh, Yeah. A pile package driver, as I've written here. On Janela on the apron, Pillman Jr. and Butcher chop each other in the ring. Blade and Butcher go to work on him now. Penta is tagged in. He and Ray hit him with a stomp DDT combo. uh, And Penta pins Pillman Jr. 1-2-3. Eddie Kingston on the mic yells at ref to raise their hands. Tells the fans he knows his own name so they can shut up. Pay-per-view coming up. Casino Battle Royale. All these men will be in it and they're winning. That's like uh, 25% advantage here you guys you guys better fucking win it should be eddie kingston right depending on who else i mean there could be a, a mystery person enter the, the ring but it should be eddie kingston i think could be lance archer have lance and, and moxley mixed it up yet i don't think so in japan they have hmm. i guess we'll see i guess that's good pro wrestling i'm just <laughs> like well whoever it is i'm sure it'll be good uh, the recap of uh, the TNT Championship match. Jr. calls it uh, a, a dynamic conclusion to as a dynamic conclusion to that we've ever seen on Dynamite. Fuck his, his southern colloquialisms. Uh, Jericho re- recommends that Cody takes two week off, uh, two weeks off, and then quit the business. The Dark Order, led by Evil Uno, is here, uh, or Evil Ono, as uh, Jr. calls him. Uh, they're carrying a casket. It's being uh, there's a being the elite inside joke here with some lawn mowers. The camera continues to cut between the Dark Order and the Lawnmowers, as Uno says. Uh, we bid farewell to the man known only as Cody. Where is he now? Open the casket, please. Ten is laying in the casket with a Cody jacket and fake neck tattoo. And then uh, Uno introduces Brody Lee. I want to come Uno now. Uh, introduces Brody Lee. So, on being the Elite, apparently uh, the Elite was trying to get a Chili's commercial. And Hangman was going to buy a bunch of Lawnmowers. And then the Dark Order got the deal instead. So that's the joke here with the Lawnmowers. And any other joke here that you didn't find funny is not because of being the elite. It's just because it wasn't funny. Uh, being the elite is fine, uh, but they do have to reconcile with the fact that like a te- like a tenth of their audio- audiences is realistic watching that versus AEW. And the commentators don't seem to be caught up on that joke either. And they don't show clips of being the elite because it's a little too not part of the storyline, I guess. I don't... I don't know. I'm not going to start watching Being the Elite anytime soon. What I've watched of it, I have not liked. And I'll leave it at that. He introduces Brody to the Dark Order. High five and hug their leader. Brody tells Tony to get his ass up and follow him to the ring. Tony introduces the TNT Champion and the Dark Order. I don't see anyone uh, taking this title from you. Tony... Look back to December uh, of last year when these men were were laughed at and ridiculed like pe- by people like you. We've uh, buried the nightmare, fa- nightmare, nightmare family, and the open challenge is over. I woke up from my nap with a stuffy nose. If that isn't uh, clear, not sick, just it's raining out. I had the window open. And here I am. No more TV time for indie wrestlers and swears Cody will never get this belt back. Brody introduces Anna Jay as the Queen Slayer. I believe Alex Reynolds here jumps on a mic and uh, tries to put his boss over. Brody decks him for daring talk to him. QT and Dustin storm the ring for a sneak attack and end up taking a like 8-on-2 beating here. Scorpio Sky comes out, squares off with Brody in the ring. Anna Jay slaps him and Brody decks him for good measure. Macrodona appears and helps Dustin QT and Scorpio clear the ring. Young Bucks confront Hangman backstage. It's about time someone told him the truth. He's nothing but a drunk. Matt tosses Hangman's drink in his face. Hangman doesn't get a word in here as the Bucks uh, kick him from the elite. The slamming door splinters the mirror on the back of it. Hangman stares at his own shattered reflection. Not much else to say here. Just a quick visual. Uh, something's up with Hangman. He he is torn. Uh, what what necessarily got to him here, be it FTR and Tully or, or what... Uh, he does not want to face the bucks again and i'm very curious uh as to how the, the match at all out plays out cuz cuz reasonably ftr should take these belts off of these two guys and uh kenny and uh, hangman can go their separate separate singles wrestlers ways big swole in a handicap match versus reba and penelope ford kip sabian is also there Brit has offered free dental and makeup work for a year uh or something in exchange for this. Uh Brit pokes at Swole with a crutch uh, from her wheelchair on the ramp. Rebel uh, slash Reba. Still acting unfamiliar with wrestling, hesitates on the top rope. Swole tosses her to the mat. Ref distracted by Kip Sabian and doesn't count the pin. Swole decks Kip, uh, but is blindsided by Penelope and Reba. Penelope drags Swole to the corner, uh, who eats a near fall after a press from Reba. Swole ducks a crutch strike from Reba. Penelope is laid out. And Swole pins her one, two, three. Swole and Britt Baker will meet at All Out, I believe. This has been a rivalry that's been going on for fucking ever months. Uh, there was the whole thing where Swole d- dumped her in the trash. And, uh, you know, a bunch of other stuff, and here we are. Next week, Private Party and SCU versus Young Bucks and Jurassic Express. Mmm. A little soda. The winner of that match will face each other at All Out. Uh, so I'm thinking that's going to be Young Bucks and Jurassic Express versus each other. Uh, Anna J, Evil Uno, and Stu Grayson at Ringside hand a contract to Tia Conti. Tia, or T- Tia uh, was uh, partnered with Anna during the tag champion uh, tournament. The Dark Order's female roster grows by one, it seems, for a total of two, as she embraces Anna J and seemingly signs the contract. All out Saturday, September 5th. Moxley versus MJF. Tag match Omega and Hangman versus FDR uh, for the championship. Dark Order versus Natural Nightmares uh, with Scorpio and Cordona, an eight man tag. Sheeta versus Thunder Rosa for the AEW Women's Championship. Mimosa Mayhem match Jericho versus Cassidy. Uh, pinfall or be tossed into the drink. And a quick video recap of what happened to Orange last week with the inner circle standing tall. Sammy G's music hits. It's time for a table match. The, uh, presumably the TNT Championship will also be part of All Out and we'll get some kind of angle on the go-home Dynamite, which I believe is this Wednesday on the regular night of the week. Picture-in-picture as Sammy does his cue card gimmick, short on TV time remaining, this table's match begins the first ever in the history of Dynamite, I'm to believe. Only way to win the match is to put your opponent through the table with an offensive move. Obviously, the men draw, uh, brawl outside the ring. Matt tosses a headhunting chair at Sammy, who dodges it. We go to picture-in-picture commercials play... Uh, but I'm still able to hear the ringside noises of the match, which was kind of interesting. Back from break, uh, Sammy is covered in blood, appears to have been cut open on the back of his head. Matt hits Sammy with a twist of fate with his head through a chair. Matt Hardy escapes to the outside and pulls a table with deleted written on it. Three minutes remain in the broadcast. A wobbly Hardy attempts to climb the top rope. Sammy, uh, takes this moment to climb up, uh, what? Oh, he's, he's just wobbly. Like, that's, Yeah. Matt Hardy is just kind of, like, drunkenly stumbling over to the corner, slowly trying to make his way up. Sammy scrambles up there, grabs Matt, puts him through the table. The camera dwells on the giant gash on Sammy's head. He has won the tables match. Orange Cassidy's music hits, and he comes sprinting from the back and dives on Jericho over the announce table. Cassidy and Jericho exchange shots on the ramp. Four refs attempt to separate them, and we go off the air. This entire match and and spot that followed went long. Uh, I'm trying to look back on the show and see where, where was this time lost? Uh, obviously there was a lot of wrestling on the show. The show started, uh, with a ton of tag team wrestling that could have, you know, ultimately done it. The, the FTR segment during that, that gauntlet match though was, was relatively short. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, this whole tables match was just a rushed affair. Uh, they were going a mile a minute. I I don't even remember seeing Matt Hardy's face, uh, during this match, but they, uh, they, they had a tables match, I guess, very ferocious And uh, high energy. But yeah. Uh, So Sammy Guevara wins the first ever Tables match. I don't know what this means for All Out for Sammy Guevara and Matt Hardy. If this uh, turns into something else. But that was AEW Dynamite. For the week. Thursday show. Uh, That was a great show top to bottom. The MJF, John Moxley angle with the contract signing in particular. uh, Was was very, very well done. Uh, The whole thing. Stellar show. Looking forward to All Out. Which is on, again, Saturday, September 5th. A traditional pay-per-view that you have to buy. Sorry to say uh, to, to those people without the money to do so. Of course, there are ways to watch it five free. Go buy some a stack of action figures uh, to make up for it. Apparently, those action figures are just hotcakes. Uh, they're they're selling out as soon as they come in stock. I don't know if that's just to people who's look, who are looking to resell them because they're the first line of action figures ever for AEW, but uh, I fancy uh, if I, I came across them at the store, I might be inclined to pick a couple up and support the boys. That is going to do it for the show this week at Tits Iceberg on, uh, on Twitter. Uh, LeahTitsIceberg.com is my email. You can comment, leave a topic or question anywhere you see this podcast posted. Thank you for listening. Go listen to Public Beta Podcast. Reads back on it and we uh, we get back to talking about Red Dead Redemption uh, 2 as of last week. And uh, we're probably going to wrap up the conversation this coming week uh, with a discussion of what we actually liked from the game. So that's nice. Uh, thanks for putting up with me and my nasally drone as I deal with this post-nap sniffle. And we'll talk to you again next week. That's the Salt and welcome to the